Today on Sagittarian Matters, we present a holiday survival guide special for queers, vegans, people with boundaries, and people who just don't have that much fun with their family of origin. I'm joined by my special Capricorn guest, Beth Pickens. Stay tuned. Sagittarian Matters, Sagittarian Matters, what's the Beth Pickens is a Capricorn, an arts consultant, a strategic planner and grant writer, and the author of the book, Your Art Will Save Your Life. She is a frequent contributor to Sagittarian Matters, and you can find Beth on Instagram at Beth Pickens Consulting, or take her upcoming Getting Real With Money in 2019 workshop through the Women's Center for Creative Work. Now please enjoy my special holiday survival guide with Beth Pickens. Beth Pickens, if I may bring the advice column into it, do you have any tips for people going home for the holidays? That's what my column was about this week. Mm, I have so, yeah, so many tips. I've been to therapy. I spent all this money at therapy, so you don't have to. That's my, that's my new tagline. Yeah, yeah. For, 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 you know, when you're going back to a hometown or a family of origin or a place or group of people that make you sort of uncomfortable or re- revert back to a time you don't want to revisit, there's lots of strategies to make it a little easier on yourself. One is if, if, if you're in the situation where you're not going to have a vehicle and you'd like to have access to a vehicle, rent the car. This is a great time for your money and your age to come into play. Rent the car. So you have some autonomy if possible and needed stay in a hotel, stay in a hotel and rent a car. Don't stay with family. Yeah. If that is, if, if the circumstances call for that, do that. Another thing is to remember that visiting People is, can be an act of being of service to them. And you don't have to fix or change anybody that you're visiting. You might just show up and be present and make food with them and spend quiet time or watching television together. It doesn't have to be more complicated than that. Take lots of breaks. I'm a big fan of t- telling people to like go into the bathroom every 15 minutes and make a quick phone call or text friends. Something to sort of like ground you back in your real life. I always found it helpful. I mean, I don't go to any place where I grew up anymore, but back in my 20s when I still did, I needed touchstones that reminded me this isn't my reality anymore. I have a different reality somewhere else. I'm an adult. And so I needed to do lots of things to remind me of that. And one way to do that is to be in touch with people you know now as an adult Mm -hmm. by text or by phone, or maybe you can have plans together. Um, it's also super helpful to sort of like bookend the trip. So meet up with people you love in your life who are healthy and care about you before you leave. And then as soon as you get back, get back together with your people. Mm-hmm. What are your tips? I said, I said, take breaks, get your own place or your own car. Um, the vegan thing for me. Oh, I said, I said, if people are trying to start conversations mm-hmm. that are problematic, you don't, you don't have to talk about anything you don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Even if people really, really want you to, Mm -hmm. you can just say, I don't really want to talk about that. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to say anything else because the more you defend a boundary, the weaker the boundary becomes. So they can all freak out and be like, well, what's the matter with you? Oh, look who's all tight-lipped now. Big city won't talk about AIDS. Ooh. (laughs) But you can just sit there and be like, and just shrug and be like, I just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And then the moment will pass Mm -hmm. or it won't and you don't have to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. If there's an activity you really don't want to do, it's okay to have a migraine. 
<laughs> and go lay down and read a book somewhere else. Yeah. Um, if there, you know, for people who are sort of grappling with feeling like uh, accountability, like I need to talk to the people in my family who are very politically different from me because I want to understand them or maybe change their minds. That maybe doesn't have to happen at a holiday, which is already a very fraught time. That was part of my advice. Oh my God. I was like, maybe you can email them later an article. Maybe you can talk to them another time, but like, it doesn't need to be, what did I say? I had a, just a really brilliant metaphor. I don't know. Not really, but, um, it was basically like, y- you don't need to have a conversation with, you don't, you don't need to be like the sitting duck in a conversation with, in like a room full of wolves when this person brings up this conversation. Right. If you're the only queer, if you're the only whatever person and everybody else is from Kansas or something and they're like, you talk about this now, like this doesn't need to be the time to do yeah. it. And you can say, you might be right. Mm. If you're trying to end a conversation, that's a nice therapeutic mm. way of saying, I'm done listening to you. I've been talking about this. Who knows? You might be right. And you can add whatever you want onto that. Yeah. Babies and animals are great distractions. Like, oh, look, look at what the baby's doing now. Or, oh, my God, look at the dog. Sort of distraction. Yeah. Um, hard conversations that are necessary in families and with people who you feel accountable to talking to um, about different things. Hard conversations don't necessarily go well with fraught holidays. They can maybe be pulled apart and happen at different times. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. Because also people in my family who I have those hard political conversations with, it's not it's not going to work while they're cooking and adjacent to their family members who they want to save face in front of. That's a one that's a one to one conversation yeah. with them. If I care enough to be like, why did you vote for Trump? Right, right, right. That's more of a one-on-one thing if I want to get anywhere with it. Yeah. I also said make a list beforehand of the things you will and will not talk about. Mm. If there's things that you don't want to talk about, you're like, I don't want to talk about my gender. I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about that. Think about that ahead of time. Maybe read it aloud to your partner or your dog or your friend so you have that experience. And maybe think of things you can talk about. So dogs, babies, the weather, the neighborhood, food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of food, if you're vegan – You know, for me, food is one of my love languages, even though that's not listed on the thing as love languages. But so when I am in a place and there's nothing for me to eat, I get a little grim. Mm -hmm. Things get a little dire in my mind where I'm like, and so I try as much as I can to like be realistic about the situation, expectation management, and then take care of myself. Mm -hmm. So if you have some relatives that are not quite sure what you mean by gluten-free or Mm -hmm. vegan or whatever... And you don't fully trust them. Right. Oh, you're vegetarian. Do you eat raisins? Yeah. <laughs> Front load. Mm-hmm. So like eat before you get there and you could eat on the way home. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be your main meal, your main nourishing meal. You can show up already kind of full and then just feel abundant at snacking on rolls or yeah. the nut plate or whatever. Yeah. You know, you bring said- your own food. <laughs> Pardon me. You said something really helpful one time where you said not every meal is going to be amazing. Yeah. Some meals are just calories to fulfill your day so that you have energy. And so like for because it is really sad to be at a beautiful holiday meal and not be able to eat most or any of the food when so much care and attention has gone into it. So I think a nice thing to do then for yourself when you return to a place where you can have a beautiful meal that is aligned with how you eat and what you eat, go do that thing mm-hmm. with those people. Like if you can't have a beautiful vegan meal over a holiday with family or whoever you're visiting, as soon as you return from that, go do that thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean 
Of course, my advice for everyone is just don't go home for the holidays. <laughs> that, I mean, that's what I've been doing since 1997. But for some people, you know, like my Italian wife, that was not an option. Yeah, <laughs> it still isn't. She's almost 50. But yeah, I just say like this meal is not your last meal. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the best meal of your life, and possibly it cannot be the best meal of your life. Do what you can do. Try and shoo people away if they're like, "Ew, what are you eating? Why are you just eating lettuce? Is that all you eat?" Mm-hmm. Um, and just, yeah, just, you can go throw yourself into a vet of Chipotle guacamole on the way back to your suburban hotel yeah. if that's what you need to I do. I mean, you still have time now to plug, just to plug Lagusta's Luscious. If you're a vegan, or even if you're not vegan, but if you want to, like, bring something to offer that everyone can love and you will also enjoy, I don't know, is the offer code still going on? I think it is. Is it Sagittarian? Yeah. Offer code and you get 10% off your truly. So, you know, I'm married to somebody who, when I suggest a vegan restaurant, she says, there's nothing I can eat there. Like as (laughs) if she's allergic to vegetables and vegan food. So I'm married to somebody who prefers to eat, you know, hot dogs for every meal if she could, maybe beef ribs. And over when we we had a Friendsgiving gathering and I, among the many things I bought from Lagusta's Luscious, I got the turtles, which we're both big fans of the turtles. And I fed one to my spouse and I said, you have to try this because it's vegan and it'll blow your mind how delicious it is. She, she's, Lagusta is a master of vegan caramel. She's yeah. a master of caramel, not vegan caramel, caramel. She's a master of caramel. And my spouse ate it and she loved it. She couldn't believe how delicious it was. So that can be a nice sort of thing to deflect to, like bringing an offering of, look, I bought these really special handmade candies. They happen to be vegan, so I can eat them, but you might actually really enjoy them too. Yeah. Uncle so-and-so who only eats beef ribs. Yeah. Legustasluscious.com. Offer code Sagittarian for 10% <laughs> off. I mean, I do want to say like I recently reconnected with my, my extended family, my grandma's side, and I would go visit and I just knew Food was not the priority. That was not the thing that I was going to get out of that relationship. And so I just never even made it an issue. And I, like, I like to think of food as a thing you will get out of a relationship. <laughs> That's really funny to think about. Like, can I get pizza from you? I think that I do think that way because my mom, like, in the place of, like, medical care or boundaries or a lot of she things. She would ply you with candy, right? She would ply me with food, mm-hmm. takeout, candy, homemade food, whatever. And so... You know, so I do like when I hang out there, I'm like, okay, we're going to get, we're going to do the three meals. We're going to go to this like great Lebanese (laughs) restaurant. We're going to go to this place. We're going to have a snack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, from visiting me that I have almost a borderline feeder fetish. Yeah. Well, I I mean, food, it's, it's really important to me too. I mean, it's important to all of us because we have to have it, but like it, it, to me, it's also a love language. Like I like making things for people. When I, when people come over, I like to make homemade foods for us to eat. And I, I, when somebody cooks something for me, like that's such a special treat. So even if you can't participate in whatever meals or holidays you're going to think about like, what could you contribute that you could also enjoy Mm -hmm. making a thing, bringing a thing that you would love to have. And then you can share with others. And again, just when you're back with your people, oh, I know what I was going to say if I could, sorry to jump. But another tip I have learned from other people is to time how long is your limit with, mm-hmm. a, with a visit to f- your family or anybody else's family. Um, maybe it's just 36 hours. Maybe that's what you can do. Maybe it's tw- 24 hours. Maybe it's showing up day of and leaving that night. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. A, a visit doesn't have to be extended. Mm-mm. Even if other people want you to. Yes. Disappointing people is not the same as what? Hurting them. That's right. <laughs> and that can be a that can be a hard thing when something happens and you're like, ugh. You can stop and think, oh, am I disappointed or am I actually injured by this? Am I actually hurt by this? Yeah. And it, it also it's 
training your family members, your boundaries. Like if you grew up in a place with no boundaries and so they're used to just telling you how things are going to go mm-hmm. and you acquiesce and you start having boundaries, they might give you pushback at first and be like, oh, no, what's this? It feels so uncomfortable and strange. But then the more you do it, the more used to it they get. And they understand this is the new this is the new you. Yeah. This is the new version of love is that you show up for this thing and you're happy, happy-ish the whole time you're there, and then you go home. Mm-hmm. Instead of you dragging it out and being uncomfortable and having a few blow-ups. Yeah. If you grew up in a household where it was normalized for people to barge into bathrooms while you're in there. And now that's not okay for you. You can say gently, like, you know, I know we did this when we were growing up, but you know, now that I'm an adult, I really need the door shut while I'm in the bathroom and for you not to come in. Does that happen? I mean, not in my family. That's not the family I grew up in, but I think some people do have families where boundaries are transgressed to that degree. Yeah. We're like, but you used to like this when you were 13 years old. It's fine. What do you mean? I need this thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, you get but to choose. Go to a hotel. Stay in a hotel. Stay in a hotel. <laughs> I swear to God, there have been times where I've had, I've had like two pennies to rub together. Mm-hmm. And I've been with, I was, I was somebody's date to a wedding, to a wedding. And the date, like their gender had changed in pretty dramatic ways. And I was like a, they're gay. You know, it was just, a, it was a mm-hmm. lot for this Christian wedding. And so I was like, we need to stay somewhere else. And they were like, what do you mean? We don't have any money. And I was like. <laughs> It can be a hostel. It has to be somewhere else. Yeah. And so we got a private room in a hostel. Mm-hmm. Off property, super cheap. Mm-hmm. If we were going on like a vacation, I'd be like, ew, mm-hmm. what is this place? But we weren't. We were escaping the family. And it was wonderful mm-hmm. to be able to be like, goodbye, everybody, and then go close the door and be in this place. Yeah, it's totally, totally a game changer to have your own space, have some autonomy, be able to shut a door, be able to drive away. I mean, and even, you know, it's lovely saying with your friends, but saying with your friends, you still have to then have a face and be a human and not just cry and scream and stare at the wall. (laughs) (laughs) So I do, I do recommend if your family is visiting or you're visiting them. Totally. Every gnarly family funeral I've been through the past two years, (laughs) it has helped me a lot to be, have a rental car in a hotel room. Mm -hmm. And it might be the thing that you use your emergency funds for, which you can learn about at the getting real with money workshop (laughs) and you can make more money. Yeah. It's, I'm not saying it's super easy because obviously from the tone of this, the entirety of this podcast, it's not super easy for me to make money or it doesn't feel that way, but it has always been worth it. I've never been like, you know, I wish I was staying in my mom's basement instead of that hotel room. (laughs) Like it's always been worth like, I would rather walk dogs, get a paper route, something to make up that $300 or however much I spent than have, damaged my familial relationships and myself mm-hmm. by being in too close of quarters of people who I don't actually choose to be that close to on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, I like to think about a lot about death Yeah, and the fact that we're going to die, Yeah, which I do because then it makes me ask like, okay, so how do I want to live? What do I want the quality of my life to be? Cause I have some say in that. Mm-hmm. So we have choices over what, how we show up and what kind of meaning we make out of fraught holidays. Oh, oh, oh happy holidays. <laughs> so people can go to your Get Real With Money, Getting Real yeah. With Money workshop. Yeah, I didn't even mean to, to publicize that right now, but I do have one coming up in late January, first week of February. At the Women's Center, Center, Center for Creative Work in Los Angeles, um, which can be good for people who, want to th- who think like, okay, in 2019, I, have, I need to do something different with money and I'm willing to. Mm-hmm. Great. And also people can get your book, Your Art Will Save Your Life. And there is a little questionnaire in there that includes a bit about money. 
your attitudes towards money, does it does not? It? I don't know if that's in there. I feel like it has just a little bit. It's going to be in my next book. There's a whole chapter about money. Oh, really? Yeah. On artists and hopelessness? Um, I don't... Working title, but hopefully out in fall or fall 2020 or spring... I don't know. People should get your other book. <laughs> yeah. In the meantime. Yeah. If they're in Lena Dunham's book club, they will see this is the book of the month. The book of the month for December and the short, short books book club. That's very exciting. Beth Biggins, do you have any last things to say to my listeners about glasses, about holidays about anything you know this time of year a lot of people are stressed out so when you're moving through the world just remember the people you encounter they might not be who they want to be that day they might be doing the best they can that day and uh so be as nice as you can to yourself and have some compassion for the people around you and i when in doubt when i when i really need to summon compassion for another human being and i'm really mad I just try to imagine them as a kid and what it might have been like for them as a kid. And it helps me summon some compassion and just remember, like, it's all going to be fine. We're just humans bouncing around this planet for, like, 60 to 80 years, and then that's it. Thanks, Beth Pickens. (laughs) Always happy here, here to cheer people up. Today's episode is brought to you by Prunes Dipped in Tahini, Ponzini Linguini, and my new advice column, Queer Abbey. Read Queer Abbey and my holiday survival guide for free today at intomore.com. Here's some bonus content. Yeah. The past week, the past two days, I've almost been murdered by two different men. Well, I don't, I'm exaggerating, but... I was walking Ponyo up this residential street. This guy was tailing a woman, screaming out the window at her that she was a whore. She was a stupid whore because she couldn't drive. And then I, what did I say? Oh, I, his window was open. I was like, misogynist. <laughs> and then he stops his car in the middle of the street. And then he has to go because there's cars behind him. So he kind of like turns onto a side street so he can turn back around and come kill me. And I like scuttled. I scuttled like up, like down an alleyway yeah. to get away. And I was like, oh gosh, Ponyo, we really came close. <laughs> and then yesterday, one day late, 24 hours later, I was in the Whole Foods parking lot in West Hollywood. And again, a guy with his window down was yelling at a woman. He was like, you need to learn to fucking drive. You fucking idiot. You can't, you should lose your license. Blah, blah, blah. And so I just thought to say, why are you yell? Why are you cursing at a woman? And he said, because women don't deserve to drive. Women can't drive. Women shouldn't drive. And I was, and I, then I continued to engage. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh come on. I was like, that's that's crazy. I was like, you don't really mean that. And he's like, women deserve to drive. And he's, <laughs> then I went into Whole Foods and I had to get walked out to my car with by somebody who works there. <laughs> <laughs> so how about this? All of you, including people left of masculine. But all of us, let's try not to scream at strangers just until, just until the new calendar year. Then you can do it again. But how about just for the rest of the calendar year, we're just not going to scream at strangers, even if we're mad. <laughs> we're just not going to scream at anybody. Maybe we'll do something to let that aggression out in another way. I shouldn't be carrying around my Susan G. Komen mace for the cure. <laughs> pink, pink mace on my keychain, hoping I don't get murdered by any of the men I've screamed at. I mean, every time I've ever intervened on a man assaulting or screaming at a woman, it has 
escalated the situation <laughs> definitely put me in danger. I love to do it. You know I'm always down for interrupting and starting a bar fight with a man. That's like one of my pastimes. <laughs> but let's just collectively as listeners just agree for just for the rest of the calendar year, which is only three weeks, folks. We can commit to three weeks to not screaming at anybody. Not your kids, not your date, not your roommate, not strangers in the parking lot. Just remember, you're going to die. So am I. Who do you want to be? Do you want to be the crazy person screaming at a woman in a parking lot and then have Nicole George's be like, come on, that's silly. No, no, no. Maybe you want to be a person with like a moment of serenity to realize that nothing is that important. They were going like two miles an hour in the parking lot. Scream at, with your windows up at the radio. Yeah. That's what I do. Thanks, Beth Pickens. Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton with assistance by Ponyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time. If you would like to support Sagittarian Matters, including producer Chris Sutton, please send $5, $10, $500, that's your business, via PayPal to hornetleg at gmail.com. That's hornet, like the insect, leg, like its appendage, at gmail. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to seeing your name on the podcast. Producer Ponyo looks forward to it, too. Don't be scared. That's Ponyo's voice.